Hello and welcome to the SBK Daily Cheltenham Festival Preview. This is the first of four episodes that will be available to watch or listen to live in the morning of each day of the 2022 Cheltenham Festival. My name is Tom Collins and I'll be the host for this mini-series. I'm lucky enough to be joined by SBK betting podcast regular Ross Miller, who is, I'm sure, as excited as myself as we enter the best week of the jumps racing calendar. Four days, 28 races, 13 grade 1s and an abundance of equine and human talent is set to grace Pressbury Park. Ross, how thrilled are you that the Cheltenham Festival is about to start? Yeah, I've tried really hard not to get too ahead of myself. So I think you can lose sight of the great race in the Hampshire throughout the season. But I must admit, I sat down this morning at the desk and sort of had a good old dig away. And uh, yeah, I'm starting to get excited now. Even starting to get excited about the Arkle, which I've been really lukewarm on for the last couple of weeks. So yeah, can't wait for it to get started tomorrow. Yeah, there's a lot, always a lot of negativity in horse racing industry, I think, on social media, whether it's bad rides or rules or you know, field sizes. But I feel like this is the one week, the Cheltenham Festival, where everyone comes together. Everyone wants to pick a winner, enjoy some great racing on the TV. Hopefully that will be the case. Everyone picks the winners. Um, and I, I think we should probably get straight stuck into it, Ross. The main question on everyone's lips is how well are Ireland going to do this year? Last year, they won 23 of 28 races. It was a blatantly a whitewash. Uh, the English had no chance. Do you think that Ireland will justify the 1-14 to 14 with SBK that they'll manage to retain the Presby Cup this year? 1-14. to 14. There was a 1-14 to 14 on shot beat last week, wasn't there? There was. Um, no, I, don't, I can't see this getting turned over, TC. I think they're, I think they're a good thing at 1-14 to 14 if that's your, that's your fancy. Maybe they'll get it a little bit closer, perhaps something like 20-8, uh, to 8, I think. Um, it'll start to come back, surely, with the uh, handicapper doing his very best to get a few UK horses well handicapped. 20 to 8 sounds like a, a nice bet there. Um, I, I'm not as confident in the British will rack up eight winners. I know there's kind of been a mixture of opinions about this. Um, I tweeted last week, perhaps I was being very pessimistic from a British side of things, that uh, we'll be able to get maybe three winners and Ireland would win 25-3. I think more realistic, in my opinion, is 24-4. Um, now the Ultima seems to be uh, at the mercy of the British after ain't that shame has been rerouted to the Kim Muir. But uh, I personally, uh, I'm with you. I, I can't see anything other than a, a whitewash. Um, and such is the confidence in the, the punters' faith in the Irish trainers. William Mullins is two to five favourite to win the top trainer at the Cheltenham Festival. Paul Townend is 10 to 11, which we both agree is excellent value uh, to win the top jockey um, with SBK at the Cheltenham Festival. But it's another jockey, basically, Sutton, that interested you, Ross, wasn't it? Yeah, looking at the, the declarations this morning, uh, and I thought it was interesting that Sean O'Keefe has been given the ride on Burning Victory in the uh, David Nicholson Mares and St. Sam in the uh, Arkle. I would, I, would have been, I would have been fairly interested in having Danny Mullins, actually. It was, it was a bet I intended to place and, and forgot, as is, my, uh, as is my way. Danny Mullins for top jockey because I thought he was going to pick up a lot of... Uh, Severe rides that would have a good chance uh, for Uncle Willie, um, and that hasn't happened. So my forgetfulness has worked to my advantage, and I would suggest to Danny that maybe a bottle for Christmas next year for Willie would trump the socks he clearly bought him this year. <laughs> yes, Willie's uh, clearly putting a lot of trust in, into Sean O'Keefe. He's a very young rider, but extremely talented. Um, he's rewarded him in Ireland this year. I've just literally read your piece that's just about to go live, actually, on news.smarkets.com and, and betting.getsbk.com about riders at the Cheltenham Festival. And as you touched on, he partnered Galapan de Champ to win the Martin Pipe last year. He's only had two rides at the Cheltenham Festival. Um, maybe he's going to be inexperienced coming to this season, but, you know, he's already proven his talent and William Mullins clearly has a lot of faith in him. Um, I personally don't think there were too many shocks regarding jockey bookings. I don't know what you thought about that. Mate, it was kind of expected what we 
what we see on on the Tuesday? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's 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 worth touching on the fact that you know Paul Townend has got uh, the premier position, but at the same time, it's an awful lot of choices. You know, it's like me in an Indian restaurant. You know, what what do you want? <laughs> what can you choose? And whatever you have. Someone might just do better. And last year, he did have to watch Rachel Blackmore win on Alaho and St. Gerhard in the in the bumper. Um, I'm sure he's bound to miss out on a couple this year, but the weight of rides he has um, with chances is, is surely making him long odds on for uh, top rider. Uh, one jockey that I was uh, interested in, in talking about, actually, which is Brian Cooper. We shouldn't forget that Brian Cooper was actually Jiggenstown number one between 2014 and 2017. He's had injuries since, the fallings, fallings out with different connections. But he's got plenty of nice rides for Willie Mullins on day one and Paul Nolan. He rides a couple of horses I fancy, actually. Uh, Mrs. Milner in the Mayor's Hurdle and HMS Seahorse in the Boodles. I think he could have a nice day. Obviously, I don't think he'll trouble Paul Townend at all by, uh, to win the champion jockey at Chatham Festival. But I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, entered the winner's enclosure at least once on Tuesday. Back to the talking points, Ross. Was there anything else that caught your eye from Tuesday's declarations? Uh, yeah, um, headgear. It, always sort of interesting on the final decks, you get you get the headgear. Um, and in the boodles, um, I was quite keen on Luna Power when we covered it last week. Um, he's a non-runner. Um, Prairie Dancer for Joseph O'Brien. One is Maiden on the flat, first time headgear, first time blinkers. They go on now for this uh, big assignment. And when you watch his form back, he finished very strongly his last two runs at Fairy House. Strongly run race for Cheltenham Hill with blinkers on, um, I, he'd be my fancy for that race. It's a wide open race, isn't it, the Boodles? I think it's probably the best betting heat of the day. Now, social media will have you believe that Gaelic Warrior is a good thing. Um, I'm not so convinced. Do you think he deserves to be favourite? And if so, that short? I, I, I've, I've listened and read enough intelligent people to, to understand that, yeah, he looks like he's well in on his French mark. Um, but I mentioned it last week. We see loads of horses throughout the season come over from France, go off short odds in, in regulation juvenile novice hurdles and get turned over. So he's with the best man in the business, for sure. They know what they're doing. They clearly know what they've got. And if you're one of the smarties that got double figure odds, then all power to you. But do I want to be going in now at, at a short price? I don't. I'd much rather watch him win, having not backed him, than join the bandwagon now through no real knowledge and, and lose my money. Yeah, I'm completely the same boat. I'm happy to watch him win. Or when I say happy, I'm, I wouldn't actually be happy. But you know what I mean? I'll be sat there thinking, fair enough. Um, it's been talked about these held in such high regard. I'm probably chucked in on his French form. But uh, at that price, I think I'm with you. I'll be bypassing him and looking for uh, bigger price runners to oppose him. Talking that we've just talked about one short price favourite. Now let's talk about another in the feature, Honeysuckle. 14 from 14, two from two at Cheltenham, top rated in the field for the champion hurdle and the reigning, crowd, the reigning champion in the division. Do you think she's going to win the feature on Tuesday? Um, let me put it this way. I, I wouldn't want to back her, but I wouldn't want to lay her. I just, I know you're very confident that uh, Henry de Bromhead's going to carry all before him this week. Um, I'm just concerned that he's zero from 17 as it is now. Um, she didn't look as strong to the line at uh, Leopardstown last time. So I, I could see small chinks in her, but you made a very good point last week that we do tend to look for reasons to get these horses beaten. Um, I wouldn't back her. I, I would love to see a win and I, I would love it on a number of levels. Personally, 
for the guys that missed out, the Irish guys that missed out last year to cheer their mare back into the winner's enclosure because we were under the COVID restrictions, I think she could get that this time. That would be great. Um, and we do need superstars in racing. And she, she probably is a superstar, perhaps still doesn't quite yet get the recognition that she deserves. So this would cement her as the best of the very best. Yeah, I completely agree. We do need superstars in racing. These horses that go unbeaten for a long period of time, uh, they're basically just building their legacy. Frankel was one. He was unbeaten. Shishkin should be unbeaten, but for falling on his head in debut, Honeysuckle is unbeaten after 14 starts. I think it'll be 15. Uh, you're not as convinced, but uh, I think I feel like you think she should be favourite and should win the race. You just don't want to be backing her, which is perfectly plausible given the uh, expected odds. She isn't my nap on, on Tuesday. I know she isn't yours either. Maybe she's too short for, for me, definitely for you. My nap actually on, on day one is Statler. Um, he's around three to one currently with SBK for the National Hunt Chase at 5.30. The trainer, Willie Mullins, he won this race with Rathbinden a few years ago. Statler looks exactly the same kind of horse as Rathbinden, just more talented in my opinion. He's had two races, uh, his last two starts over two mile five and three miles, both inadequate trips. I really like him in the Tuesday finale. My next best is uh, HMS Seahorse in the Boodles. We've already touched on him briefly, but he impressed me last time out when he battled back to win um, a maiden hurdle. He beat a subsequent winner. And his form with Vauban and Pied Piper from earlier in the season is tied in very nicely. I think he's got a great chance of 13-1 to 1 with SBK in the Boodles at 450. Ross, who's your napping next best? So I completely agree with you on Statler, but I thought I'd throw an extra one into the mix. So my nap is burning victory with your aforementioned Sean O'Keefe uh, in the colours of uh, Gallopin de Champ. Um, and she runs in the uh, David Nooks and Mayor's Hurdle. I think the market has uh, has missed her a little bit. Um, and then my next best is Prairie Dancer in the Boodles. The more I look, the more I can see that this might just be a typical Joseph O'Brien, bit of a plot job, and, and hopefully he'll show improved form for the fitting of the headgear. Perfect. So Burning Victory is currently 9-1 to with SBK, uh, while Ross's next best Prairie Dancer in the Boodles is a malfortune 22-1. to I know that Burning Victory is actually quite popular with a few tipsters, so uh, you might be on the right lines there. I wish you all the best uh, for a profitable day on day one. Um, before we end the first episode of this mini-series, we have an SBK offer for new customers. Um, it deposit £10 and you get £50 in free bets. As I say, new customers only, 18+. plus. Terms and conditions do apply. Ross and I'll be back again tomorrow morning for reflections on day one and with our, our tips and, and fancies ahead of day two. Be lucky. See you then.